Hi friends, welcome to the Friends of France podcast. In this safe space, we are favored in each episode with the presence of an expert guest from different fields and specialties as we learn about their life journeys, their successes, possible regrets, and realizations, their work, why they do what they do, and even their life outside of work. In here, we tear down common myths and misinformation with up-to-date, evidence-based science and data simplified for anyone to digest. We don't shy away from topics that can sometimes be polarizing or taboo. We normalize the humanization of healthcare and its workers, and we promote the importance of self-care and safeguarding your mental health. Please keep in mind that the conversations in this podcast are for educational and informational purposes only. They are not implied or intended to be a substitute for professional medical diagnosis, advice, or treatment. Please always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare providers regarding a medical condition. Are you ready? Let's go! Hi, it's February 10th. In about four days, it's... Valentine's Day, my favorite day of the year. But before that, it's February 10th, it's a Friday, and you know what that means. Another episode of the Friends of France podcast. Episode 8 of the second season. And one word to describe today's episode, it's just cute. Just adorable. And I mentioned Valentine's Day earlier, not only because I am bitter, that I have been single. (laughs) I'm just kidding. It's because we are joined today by a couple. Yes, our expert guests for today's episode are a couple. But before we get into who they are and their work and the amazing things that they have created, I wanted to give a backstory on how this episode came to be. I think around early spring last year of 2022, I was scrolling down the Facebook group Asian Hustle Network. If you don't know what that is, it's basically a community building of entrepreneurs and creators within the Asian American Pacific Islander community as headed and founded by Brian and Maggie. Hello, friends. And so I was scrolling down and I saw a post by someone named Brandon Pham, who's one of our guests, and he was an ophthalmology resident physician. And he posted how he and his girlfriend, Berin Nguyen, a third-year medical student at that time, created a book series for children called Medical School for Kids. And immediately, I was like, this is <laughs> the cutest thing ever. And I was just brought back to the times when I was a kid. As I always say, I grew up with my mom, who's been a nurse for 30 years. Anyways, so I grew up with her and obviously her healthcare textbooks, her encyclopedias, and her nursing textbooks. And so I grew up reading a lot of science books. And I guess that's what cultivated my interest and my passions for science and even my childhood dream of becoming a physician. I would open up encyclopedias and look for the bones section and try to pronounce the names, which I couldn't. But I just love learning more about the human body and even the world around me in general. There was even a time I think I wanted to be a marine biologist, but I didn't know how to swim, even until now. (laughs) But yeah, so... I saw Brandon's post and I was like, this is so cute. And I should have had this when I was a kid. Again, the nearest thing that I had to a science for kids book was an encyclopedia. And there was really nothing specific for the human body. Nothing about ophthalmology, nothing about the eyes or the skin specifically. It was all a general sense and it was just bits and pieces inside textbooks and dictionaries. So I reached out to Brandon and I said, wow, this is so cute. You know, I'm a nurse. And at that time I was reviewing for the MCAT in the process of applying for medical schools and he said I would love to share this on my platform and then on my podcast which is how this episode came out to be so Brandon who is so nice connected me with Betty as well and we planned the whole live stream episode on Instagram to talk about their books and then when I was visiting their Instagram page for the books md.4kids I saw that one of my close friends Kimmy and also Karen who I met through Kimmy I was like oh do they know Betty and Brandon? And then I stumbled upon Betty's Instagram profile. And it was followed by Karen. And I was like, oh, did they know each other? So I messaged Kimmy with the screenshot of the books. And I said, oh, does Karen know Betty? And do you know Betty? And she said, you know, Betty is Karen's cousin. And I was like, what? Such a small world. The year prior, I actually went with Kimmy and Karen to Las Vegas. And we were like partying for like two nights straight even though I didn't really drink. But we were partying, and we even went to this water pool 
party like the night before my flight back to New York. And I was taking organic chemistry at that time. And I had to take like my organistry, organistry, organic chemistry final in the airport. This is a story for another day. Anyways, I was like such a small world that someone who I found on Asian Hustle Network is actually the cousin of my friend. And yeah, fast forward, we recorded this podcast episode that you'll be listening to in a bit. And then we realized another serendipitous occasion was about to happen. That weekend of the week of the episode recording, I was going to go to Boston to meet Dr. Daniel Sugai. Hi, Dr. Sugai. If you don't know him, Dr. SPF on TikTok. We manage his YouTube channel together. 200k followers. <laughs> and also he was in the second episode of the first season of this podcast. Anyways, I was going to meet Dr. Sigai at Boston that weekend to celebrate 100k on YouTube and getting the silver button award. So found out that that was also the weekend of AAD, American Academy of Dermatology. They have a conference. And Betty, who was applying to dermatology residency, was also attending that conference, which Dr. Sugai was also attending. <laughs> Long story short, we all met up <laughs> in Boston <laughs> that weekend. And we all had dinner with other dermatologists that Dr. Sugai trained with at Harvard Medical School. And we had some cannolis afterward. And all this to say that it was such a journey, a serendipitous journey to have brought to you this episode today. We are joined again by the co-authors, physician couple Betty and Brandon, Medical School for Kids, both such lovely and kind and humble people who are so accomplished. They both went to UCLA for their undergrad, then they separated ways during medical school. Brandon went to Stanford, while Betty went to UC Riverside, and she did research fellowship at University of Miami in the Department of Dermatology and Continuous Surgery, in which she actually presented her paper about hair loss in the AAD conference. She's actually recently named by Doximity as the top 10% most published clinician. Look at that. (laughs) And Brandon, who is an ophthalmology medical resident and was a recipient of the National Barry Goldwater Scholarship in UCLA in 2016 and also a student fellow in the Lupus Research Genome Finzi. And I'm just so both amazed by these two and just am in love with their work, not just as people in medicine, but as children's book authors who are seeking to bring about early learning for science and appreciation for the medical field in the next generation of physicians and also nurses and other people in the healthcare field. Are you ready for today's episode? Here we go! Hey, Chris, how's it going? I'm excited for you to be here. Thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, thank you for hosting us. You know, I think this is my third episode with two other people, but the previous episodes, they were like in different states. It's the first time that there's like three of us and two of them are in one frame. So this is so exciting. If you could just first please introduce yourselves to everybody. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, sure. My name is Betty Nguyen. I'm a fourth year medical student and I'm currently doing a research fellowship at the University of Miami. Um, Brandon, I'm one of the uh, residents here at University of Miami. I'm currently a first year resident doing a residency in ophthalmology, which is four years total. So we grew up in Southern California. We went to the same high school, the same undergrad, we graduated the same year. She gave a speech <laughs> at our high school and everyone was like, this is Betty. And she's she's amazing. And, you know, she and I went to a different med school. She took a year off. I went straight through. And now we're both here in Miami and we're so grateful for that opportunity. And grateful to be on this podcast with you. Oh, so, no. Thank you. Thank you. It's such a small world. So I think I saw Brandon's post on Asian Hustle Network. You know, I have- um, I have to constantly message Brian and Maggie, the founders of AHN, because I'm like, I keep meeting people out of small worlds. And that's what happened because I saw your post on Facebook where you were talking about the books. And I was like, this is... This is so cute. This is so cool. I mean, we'll talk more about the books, obviously. I think the book that you've created really roots in one thing, which is medicine. And you're obviously, as you have introduced, are both in the medical field. I wanted to know for like individually, where did that inspiration first come from to pursue medicine? So for me, you can talk to anyone and you'll hear 
doctors. Some people know straight out of the womb, I'm going to be a doctor. I was definitely not that. You know, from an early age, I was always curious and asking questions and interested in science, how the body worked. The immune system was something that was always so fascinating how, you know, there were so many different organisms that could cause us to be sick, but every single minute of our lives, we were able to fight these infections. And so I actually majored in, at UCLA in immunology and microbiology, and I did a lot of really cool research. And at some point, I was really considering doing an MD, PhD, because I was so interested in advancing the science behind medicine, which is really the foundation of every medical practice and new therapy that we have. But then what I really fell in love with was when I started volunteering in the hospital, which was very close to UCLA, where I did my undergrad, Ronald Reagan UCLA Medical Center. I volunteered as part of a stroke team, and we worked as clinical research associates and shadowed neurologists. And I think the biggest thing was just seeing the impact that all those doctors had on patients' lives. Patients coming in with strokes who, you know, one day they were completely functional. And then I would see patients come in with weakness in their right side, left side, inability to talk, their total, their sort of functionality decreases. And then they get treatment with these very cool, innovative therapies that they have these days, like thrombectomies and mm -hmm. Can dissolve these clots, and the difference is amazing. And that's with sort of any medical specialty you go into. Mm -hmm. And it's rewarding, it's meaningful. You sort of spend the rest of your life on improving the quality of lives of others. And so that was probably the biggest thing that made me go into medicine and inspires me to continue on this journey as I currently am as a resident. A little bit about my story. Yeah, Brandon saying his journey to medicine has been so incredible to just witness over the years. I think my story was a little more different. So I grew up in a family where my parents didn't have the opportunity to get an education. So no one in my family went to college. No one, of course, were doctors. So I never really had that exposure. And in high school, I really enjoyed chemistry. I enjoyed it way more than biology. So I was like, oh, if medicine is anything like biology, then you know, I don't know if it's for me. Like, it's, <laughs> chemistry sounds way more fun. <laughs> but I just kept an open mind. I went into college and started volunteering at the Ronald Reagan Hospital, the same one that Brandon volunteered at. And I think over time, I realized that being a doctor is such a rewarding field because you can build relationships with patients and you can follow them up over time. And, you know, I love seeing the doctors have like a 10 or 20 year relationship with their patients. And mm -hmm. I thought that to be able to help them in such a personalized way and also be able to follow up with them over time and really see the impact of your work. That's amazing. Yeah, I super agree with that. I mean, I feel like especially with the advances we have with like science and medicine now, right? I mean, like what Brandon was talking about was chumpectomies and TPA and also all of your volunteers. I think the field of medicine is so beautiful, but I feel like the journey going towards it is kind of, well, it's not kind of, it's very long and arduous, especially here in the United States, right? It's four years of undergrad. Then you take that eight-hour MCAT exam. Then you have four years of medical school. And then you have to take three-step exams. And then X amount of years of residency. I know that Brandon is still in his first year of residency. And you're also in your fourth year of medical school. But you've been involved in this field for a while now. Do you have any regrets pursuing this long, long field that continues to be long, long, even from where you are now? Yeah, no, that's a great question. I have absolutely no regrets. I mean, I think every day you, me as an intern, yeah, it's tough. You know, there's certain rotations where you work really hard, you get up early, you sometimes stay late. But I think the job itself is so incredibly intrinsically meaningful and rewarding. I'm actually working at a county hospital here in Miami. And so a lot of my patients are uninsured or underinsured. Mm -hmm or sort of social support systems, often low health literacy. And a lot of times they come in with chronic health conditions that have progressed because of poor follow-up. And just, I think the ability to make such a big difference in their lives, even if it's just a couple of days in the hospitalization where we connect them with an outpatient provider or make sure that they get the right medication or make sure that they follow up with, you know, their endocrinologist or a mm -hmm. diabetes. Whatever it is, it's very meaningful. And like, you know, you kind of come home sort of seeing and sort of feeling all of the cool things you did, the relationships you built with patients. And I don't think you can say that for a lot of jobs. I mean, I have friends <laughs> in high school, like they've 
gone into different fields. And I mean, I think all fields are great, but you know, some people show up and go to work and they sit in front of a cubicle. Mm -hmm. That's not, you know, a doctor is. My specialty in particular, ophthalmology, you have sort of a balance of getting patients in clinic and building relationships long term. But I mm -hmm. love you. Like I played a bunch of instruments growing up, like the guitar. Mm -hmm. Yeah and like video games too so i love using my hands and fingers and i started yeah. cataract surgery as like a, on a simulator and it's just so fun it's like a video game obviously surgery is not a video game but <laughs> it's pretty cool and then you know the next day cataract surgery like they have 2020 vision and so it's just incredible i mean to make this difference in patients lives and a field of constant learning too i mean mm. i is reading and learning and the field of medicine is constantly advancing technology mm -hmm. proving what we did 10 years ago is not what we do today and that's yeah. the result of the patient outcome so yeah honestly it's it's just such a blessing and and yeah i mean we can talk about the books more later but that's what sort of inspired us because we yeah inspire other people yeah. to go yeah i agree with that brandon said and one of my mentors told me something that was really helpful because i was intimidated and like overwhelmed by the amount of schooling and all the tests that you have to take but they were all just telling me that if you look up at a mountain you know of course it's going to be intimidating but if you just look at the step ahead of you and just keep taking those steps you'll reach the top of the mountain and not even realize what you've just gone through so i think just taking it a day at a time and one step at a time and not getting overwhelmed by the overall journey <laughs> yeah for sure i mean it's very encouraging and inspiring to hear both of you i was talking to dr randy Wu. she's a lasik surgeon from la and i said did any of your childhood hobbies help at all she said honestly me playing piano growing up she said each time she's sitting down and doing lasik she can just remember when she was a child like being forced to take piano lessons so it's just so interesting to hear about that but you're both so accomplished i mean we have an ophthalmology resident here. And how about you, Betty? Do you know like what field you want to get into specifically? So I'm currently doing a research fellowship in dermatology. Yeah. I'm planning to apply in six months. There we go. <laughs> That's so exciting. This is why we're also going to meet this weekend in Boston. We'll talk about that later. Backtrack to the Facebook thing. You know, the world is so small. Betty is actually the cousin of my friend, Karen. I went to Las Vegas with last year, and it's so funny. So what happened was I saw Brandon's post on Asian Hustle Network, and I messaged him. I was like, "This is so cool!" And as we delve into the books now, too, is I grew up. With, my mom has been a nurse for thirty years, so growing up, it's like she will always tell me about what's going on at work and stuff like that. And I was like, "This is so cool!" And it's kind of creepy at the same time, talking about human bodies. But I would have encyclopedias at home and also dictionaries, and the dictionaries have like pictures of like the bones stuff like that and i was like this is so cool but i had no access to like any books like written for children that's specifically about the human body if there is one it's like it's located in the middle of a children's encyclopedia so when i saw brandon post i was like this is so cool i'm going to message him i'm going to talk to him more about it because i'm so interested in it and then when i saw the instagram page i saw oh it's followed by my friend kimmy and karen i was like do they know each other? And then I messaged Kimmy, and Kimmy was like, wait, that's Karen's cousin, but it's Karen's cousin. So it's such a small world. And the book that we're talking about is, it's the cutest thing ever. You're the ones who made this, and I can't imagine how fulfilling and rewarding this is. Can you talk more about these books? And obviously, it's a series, Medical School for Kids. Where did this inspiration come from to start these books? Yeah, yeah. So honestly, I think for both of us, it was just our love for the medical field and the fact that we wanted to share it with everyone. For me personally, we were actually visiting in California. My sister lives in Sacramento and she has a three-year-old and then a one-year-old. And we we're visiting and, you know, they were reading and they're, they're, I don't know, these kids these days are so smart and they know so many things. He was dinosaurs <laughs> and which ones are omnivores and herbivores. Yeah. And Naming that was like, man, like if my nephew can name all these things, he can easily name all the mm -hmm. parts of the human body or mm -hmm. you know, skin or the different anatomical regions of the eye. Mm -hmm. And if that inspires them to learn about yeah. medicine, science or, or whatever topic they're interested in, then that would be great because they get that sort of early exposure. Mm -hmm. And so that was sort of our goal. We wanted to make these medical fields and specialties accessible. Mm -hmm. 
the people. Mm -hmm. And so we both thought of making books geared towards our own specialties that we're interested in. So I was interested in ophthalmology and then Betty wanted to do dermatology. Mm -hmm. So we each sort of took those books under our wing and, you know, worked together with writing them. Betty did a lot of the hard lift, the, the heavy lifting for sure with Ruth writing these books and she's a total all-star and she is really good at sort of making the books cute and fun and engaging <laughs> whereas I'm just trying to like cram as much information into it and she's like they don't yeah, they're care. so cute <laughs> so I think we like balance each other out really yeah I think you know we always joke about the things that we learn in medical school and we're like you know some of this stuff is like not that hard but it just takes a lot of repetition just to you know, seeing it over and over again before it sticks. So we were joking, like, you know, I think some of us could have learned this a little bit earlier on before medical school. And we're like, why not teach it to kids? You know, I think kids have such a great memory. And if they read these books multiple times, like they'll start picking up on these things. And for me, it was such a great idea because I grew up not having doctors in the family to look up to or anyone in the healthcare field. So I think just not having role models and not having any, any exposure to the field of medicine made the decision to go into medicine a little more scary. You know, I had no idea what medical school looked like. I just heard about how hard it was, but I didn't know if I could personally handle it. And I didn't know anyone who had gone through it. So I think having these books for children at a young age, you know, starting to expose them to these concepts and ideas can help them really envision a future in the field and not be intimidated or scared. Growing up with my mom, who has been a nurse for the past 30 years, I would always take an adventure in her bookshelf filled with nursing and medical textbooks, encyclopedias, and various human anatomy posters. I still remember perusing through an encyclopedia as a six-year-old, trying to look for pictures of eyes and muscles, attempting to pronounce their lengthy names since I could not really understand explanations about the different body parts. Despite the myriad of children's books with topics ranging from magical universities to talking animals and the different types of rocks, there weren't really any books in the workings of the human body when I was a child, for children. Written by physicians, Dr. Betty and Dr. Brandon, the Medical School for Kids book series now provides a charming, easy-to-understand introduction to the wonders of the medical field. These books feature beautiful illustrations and simple explanations, teaching children and adults alike about the anatomy, physiology, and diseases of the body. From distinguishing a normal mole from melanoma, to discovering the importance of eating healthy food for heart health, to knowing the vital signs that are monitored in the operating room, people of all ages can truly learn something new through these books, as they are designed to teach real medical concepts to readers of all ages in ways that anyone can understand. Take an educational adventure into the intricacies of every organ system of the human body. Paperback copies of the books are available for purchase on Amazon.com and eligible for two-day prime delivery. Kindle versions of the books are also available on Amazon and free with Kindle Unlimited. You can also visit the website md4kids.org for more information. Get ready for an adventure on the medical school bus! As someone with acne and blemish-prone skin, facial scarring and hyperpigmentation have always been my issues since high school. Acne has robbed me of my self-confidence throughout my schooling years, and having its visible reminders on my face to this day continues to do so. But I have found silver linings of hope having used RescueMD's DNA Repair Complex Serum. Plastic surgeon developed, RescueMD seeks to harness the powers of science and two decades of patient experience in providing a multi-benefit skin renewal serum that provides real results and improves the appearance of visible skin damage. Beyond my personal skin concerns, the serum also seeks to address a breadth of damage from varying external stressors, including hypertrophic and surgery scars, burns and chemical burns, cuts, scrapes, and bug bites. All of these are targeted by supporting the skin's natural healing process through its infusion with RescueMD's patented LabCol, a proprietary anti-inflammatory skincare technology that targets skin damage at the DNA level. The serum also contains a hand-selected blend of other ingredients such as peptides to help strengthen the skin, botanicals like rosehip to soothe, and moisturizing agents such as dimethicone and allantoin that helps to speed up skin recovery. The DNA Repair Complex Serum has been my daily friend, and every day, I feel like I can take back what my scars have stolen from me. Definitely, each skin is different and results are not guaranteed, but I hope that you can find your silver lining too. In partnership with RescueMD, you can get 15% off your order on rescuemd.com with the code FOF15. The serum is also now available on bloomingdales.com. Discover what healthy skin healing means with RescueMD.
what was the process of creating the books itself? Like for sure, there's illustrations in it, and it's a paperback. How was that mixing that with pool and also residency at the same time? Oh man, it's definitely tough. We've been working on this starting last year, basically. So I mean, we've been talking about this sort of project for like over a year now, and then we started brainstorming, and then really started. Working on writing, you know, finding illustrator, figuring out how to go about publishing, sort of weighing the different publishers and sort of how to go through, you know, paperback versus hardback, board book. We were also considering, okay, maybe for like babies, you know, have little board books. But eventually, we wanted yeah. a picture book for ages like four to eight or nine or ten. Because we thought it would be more informative, and we wanted to sort of make these books as informative but also engaging as possible. Yeah, I mean, it was tough. I mean, actually, Betty helped a lot with like sort of figuring out the logistics, figuring out how to like publish. So we published through KDP, which mm-hmm. is Kindle Direct Printing on Amazon, and then we hired an illustrator. I think Betty and I sort of would envision what the book what the main messages of the book would be so like we'd have brainstorm topics then we would divide them into different sections so every book we want to talk about anatomy some physiology so how the body like sort of works on its own and then some pathophysiology like different diseases so every book we have for example dermatology talks about melanoma like the abcds of melanoma <laughs> and ophthalmology talks about cataract glaucoma macular yep there it is <laughs> melanoma So we want to talk about all these things and then find pictures. And then we would like sort of sketch like what we want each picture to look like and then send that information to our illustrator. And then we go to the KDP portal, publish that, format everything. It's a long process. You can't imagine. (laughs) (laughs) You know, surprisingly, I, I didn't realize writing was the quickest and easiest part. It's truly like the, you know, coming up with the pictures for every sentence that we wrote and then formatting it just to make sure all the pages are perfect. And that took the most time. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's so, so informational. But when I was first going through the books, I was like, wow, I wish I had this when I was a kid. Like, it's really like stimulating. Oh my gosh, I want to learn more about this. And obviously we have two so far. We have ophthalmology and dermatology, which are obviously your respective interests in the field of medicine. Do you have? future plans for like to complete the rest of the body systems yeah absolutely you know our goal is to make one for every specialty out there (laughs) (laughs) Uh, very ambitious goal for our schedules but you know know. (laughs) do this over the years we have neurology for kids coming out very soon so stay tuned Exactly. Um, Also, cardiology for kids. Cardiology. Uh, We're writing radiology right now. And as well as neurology for kids. Mm -hmm. And hopefully we'll just keep on writing these books for every medical specialty. Mm -hmm. And, you know, any kid who wants to learn about any specialty can just sort of pick one and learn more. It's super, super, super beautiful. And I mean, the illustrations are like amazing. It's complex enough to be so physically accurate. But also, it's like so bright and so nice that kids really will love it. What's your vision, do you think, for these books? I mean, obviously, it's to stimulate pursuit of medicine, interest in children. What do you think these books or what do you hope these books will actually do, both short term and long term, I guess? I mean, our goal, first of all, is to provide educational resources for any kid who wants to learn about science and medicine. If you like try to look at, like, let's say a kid wants to learn more about the eye, about how normal vision works, or like, they're curious about like how like, a pair of glasses fixes vision. And if you like, try to like, go and find a book that like, explains ophthalmology in simple terms to kids, that doesn't exist. And same thing with like, for dermatology. I mean, there's books geared towards like, people who are in medical school, or, you know, undergrads, who want to learn about optics, but nothing geared for like a four to like eight year old. And so, like I said, I want books that so I have like four nephews now and Betty has plenty of children in her family, too. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like I said, they're just like sponges of information. Yeah. If you can sort of expose them to things from an early age and if it's something that they can develop an interest in, you know, obviously they're not going to become experts in like dermatology reading this book. But why not? <laughs> but hopefully they learn something new. But we really just want that spark. That, you know, spark their, wow, this is really cool. Wow, medicine is actually really interesting. And then we really hope our book is just a springboard for them to yeah. curiosity even more. Yeah, I mean, 
I feel like people, well, at least for me, right, my interest in the medical field was really rooted in my exposure to it from my mom who's in the healthcare field. But there's so many children out there who have no exposure to medicine at all because none of their family members are within healthcare or they grew up in areas in the world who have no near access like geographically right to any hospital or clinics or any centers but to have like a book that's tangible and that they could easily read with information that's so easy to digest it's like so exciting to make you think of oh wow this will really spark interest in these children and then you know how i think it was last year or the last medical school cycle they were like oh we have a rise in medical school applicants because of dr fauci one day it's gonna be like oh we have a rise in medical school applicants because of medical school for kids <laughs> chris you are too kind <laughs> <laughs> you never know I, I can just sense how much fun you're having writing these books, though. Because, again, I can't imagine how stressed and busy you are with school and residency. But do you treat it just like, oh, it's past time. It's just like our fun time. And then we actually make it into a book. Like, how creative are you for you to do that, right? Honestly, a lot of our Friday and Saturday nights were spent doing this. And we had a lot of fun, you know. Yeah. Learning how to use Photoshop. And yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, for sure. Honestly, a lot of times I'll have like one day off because I'm working on the inpatient wards. And mm -hmm. a lot of day off will be catching up on errands, doing laundry, going to the grocery store, and then yeah. work, you know? <laughs> and it's very yeah. fun because we, especially when we write, it's like we actually learn like about those fields more, like critically. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. what are mm -hmm. the important things that we think kids should know so like yeah. for Durham, we really wanted to focus on skin safety so like our yeah. last page is about the importance of wearing sunscreen and mm -hmm. there's like you know a, a dark-skinned individual and a light-skinned individual because mm -hmm. there are misconceptions that people with darker skins don't mm -hmm. need to wear that's definitely not the case and you know they're mm -hmm. both wearing so sun safety, recognizing melanoma. So we always really just think about, you know, important things. For our neurology book, we're going to have the signs of, of a stroke, for example, what to look for and the importance of yeah. going away because it's an mm -hmm. emergency. You know, we include that information in the cardiology book about a heart mm -hmm. attack. You know, we talk about glasses in the ophthalmology book and because everyone's... Mm -hmm. yeah. It's really fun. And I don't know. I have a lot of fun. I can know. tell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And actually, that's why I was wondering too, like, I mean, obviously, every specialty have their own list of like conditions and pathologies. And I was like, how do they decide what to focus on on the book? Because obviously, the dermatology book, like you said, is about skin safety, like skin cancer and sunscreen. But it doesn't, you know, talk about the other other things. So, what's that process of focusing on this one specific topic regarding that body system? Yeah, I think as Brandon was mentioning, some of the you can't miss this diagnosis kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Like the strokes, the heart attacks, the melanomas, yeah. the things that as doctors were trained, like, you know, if there's anything you can't miss, don't miss this. Yeah. Yeah. The kids can learn and, you know, maybe in the future the the parents can also learn with the kids as they're reading it to the children. And if, you know, God forbid anyone's families are affected by yeah. it, hopefully they are a little more knowledgeable about what to look out for. Yeah. For sure, for sure. And also we, we tried to keep things like simple too. So there I mean there are rare diseases out there that yeah. <laughs> kids probably don't even need to know about or learn about. Yeah. So we don't most common things. Like in ophthalmology, there's like five hundred different diseases that yeah. are just like the retina. But yeah. we just accurate degeneration, cataracts yeah. and sort of how they're treated because those are the, the most common and mm -hmm. I'm sure we'll know plenty of people in their family. I mean everyone will eventually will get a cataract and we'll Yeah. Even having the words like recognized, right? Like, oh, I know what a stroke is. Oh, I know what a heart attack is. Oh, I know what to look out for and stuff like that. I feel like those are so, so helpful. And it's great that we have resources like these, right? Like your books. And the fact that it was number one on new releases on Amazon, like that was just a few days after the release. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. No, we're super happy. We're so stoked. We're like sharing that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it just lets you know that there's really nothing like it, I like the market right now, right? Like parents for sure have been looking for things like this for these children. I mean, even when I was talking to Dr. Joyce Park, TV MD, when I was introducing her to the book, she was like, oh my gosh, there's such things. So we can just tell that even the experts of the field, there's 
nothing like this for kids yet. And finally, we have it, which is I'm so excited for it. I'm telling you, this will be the top 10 causes for a rise in medical school applicants sometime <laughs> decades from now. It, it's great talking about the field of medicine and how interesting it is. And it's just a lifelong learning and it's so exciting, right? But I think stepping aside from for a bit about the kids part of the books. Both of you are so ingrained in the medical sphere, right? You're a medical student and you're a medical resident. And I think you see the brokenness that the healthcare world has. Like I told you in the message before that Forbes recently released this study by Elsevier Health that around 75% of healthcare workers are planning to quit or whatnot by 2025. And I think COVID has like unearthed a lot of the problems of the medical system, the system itself. Well, we have books here that's encouraging kids, right, to learn more about medicine, to learn more about the human body. And this is actually one question that I hear a lot from pre-nursing students who are asking me, like, is it still worth it to go into the field of healthcare? despite how brokenness for a book that's encouraging kids to learn more about medicine what do you hope these books will do in this current sphere of medicine healthcare that's full 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 of brokenness and flaws yeah yeah no for sure i mean you bring up a lot of really good points i think the healthcare field is not perfect there are plenty of shortcomings and we we battle with that every day you know a lot of times Patients we we face, for example, just to give you some concrete, you know, a lot of the patients that we see in the hospital are underinsured, uninsured, or um, we get a lot of pressure actually every day from the higher ups, even the CMO, to sort of discharge patients, you know, even if we don't have all their like lab tests. And there's sort of a preferential treatment for you know if patients do have insurance Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. they don't get follow up. And I think that's that sort of social aspect of medicine. And, and I, there's there's other things as well, but those things are very difficult because we're just here trying to take care of the patient as best as we can, but mm-hmm. they can't get the follow-up they need because they lack insurance. But the reason they lack insurance is rooted in all these other sort of social issues that we don't have direct control over. And so, you know, I, I, I see people in the emergency department as well, working with physicians there where burnout is, is fairly high. They work long shifts, eight to 12 hours, sometimes even longer. And they're seeing patients back to back. Sometimes there are patients who come in and they are not always sort of the most easy patients to deal with. It can be taxing. And, you know, and that applies to the nurses, the security guards, everyone there. But, you know, that 75% or 72% of me personally, with all of my experience, like talking to nurses and yeah, we all kind of, you know, occasionally we'll have like bad days. Yeah. This patient in the ED, you know, such, you know, so rude to us or whatever it is, or we have to stay so late for a shift. Mm -hmm. And I talk to my residents. I mean, none of us are quitting medicine by 25. (laughs) So I I really, and and I I have some family members. I think actually it's, I mean, I don't know a single person who's planning Mm -hmm. to quit. I, I, mm-hmm. That means for, for different specialties, different fields within yeah. the health. There's challenges with any field. And, you know, it's a long journey for sure. But I think the, the rewards and the intrinsic meaningfulness of the mm-hmm. career greatly outweigh any of the detriment yeah. training or sort of the arduousness of certain days in the hospital. Mm-hmm. So that's my take. And because I am so ingrained in that feeling that medicine is so worth it, you know, I, I have no problem. And I hope that if these books encourage kids to go into medicine, they won't regret it because yeah. they'll be like, I read that book. And, you, know, <laughs> yeah. uh, you, know, I, you know, we really don't think that will happen. And I mean, we surely hope it will. But Yeah, it's interesting <laughs> to hear Brandon's perspective as a physician. I'm still and I think it's been really nice to see that there's a lot of medical students across the board advocating for wellness and advocating mm-hmm. for a, a change in the culture of the system. Mm-hmm. I know classmates are doing amazing work on that. And, you know, because of all the advocacy that's been done, step one is now pass fail. And before yeah. that, huge stressor in medical students' mm-hmm. lives. So I think medicine is And and now, you know, most of the classes during the first and second year are purely pass-fail at a lot of Mm -hmm. medical schools. So I think overall, medicine can be slow to change, but so inspired to see all the efforts and the actual changes that have actually happened in system and the pipeline to becoming a doctor. Yeah, I agree with that. And I really like what Brandon said too with 
the intrinsically like the value of medicine i think the system itself is broken but intrinsically like the goals and the visions of the field itself it's so beautiful and and i think that's what these books are for right is to stimulate that love for medicine so that future doctors can come and help change the system right i think when they if any of you are on the admissions committee, you'll read personal statements. And uh, I mean, inevitably so, there'll be personal statements will be like, oh, my first exposure to medicine was reading this book for kids, right? And uh, <laughs> I'm just manifesting it right there. <laughs> you know, it's different when things start when you're so much younger, right? And it's great for kids to see like obviously the truths behind the brokenness of medicine but it's also just great to read and to learn about the human body and even if some kids who read the books don't pursue medicine at all right it's the fact that they can see the signs of stroke or of a heart attack like that's a huge 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 benefit to it actually i was reading the dermatology book and it was raining outside the other day and i was like wow this is this is so nice this is so calming and it's just it gives you so much, you know, I, I love children's books. <laughs> and so when I saw this, I was like, okay, <laughs> this is my new, this is my new repeat book. <laughs> if someone asks me, oh, what's the most recent book you read? Have you heard of medical school for kids? <laughs> you know. All throughout high school and bouts of college, I suffered from severe acne. I cried almost every day looking at the mirror. I wore hoodies during the summer to hide my cheeks. When my mom asked me what I wanted for my birthday, all I wished for was a visit to the dermatologist. I tried so many products and saw so many estheticians, physicians, and other advanced providers. But I know that my mere access to these products and providers is a privilege. Many who suffer from acne and other skin conditions live in many underserved populations where access to dermatology specialists can be difficult due to limited resources. To help bridge this divide, Vanna Padilla, a dermatology nurse practitioner, recently launched Your Skincare Experts Derm Course, which can allow other specialties to provide comprehensive care to patients through dermatology in places where access may be limited. The course can also be used to help better train extended providers within the field of dermatology to feel confident and empowered in their knowledge. From fortifying skin anatomy to identifying skin types and concerns, breaking down acne, building skincare routines, and going over active ingredients, the course seeks to further knowledge in skincare, anti-aging, acne, and overall holistic skin health. Friends of France is partnering with Your Skincare Expert so that you can get 10% of the course with the code FRANZ, that's F-R-A-N-Z, or visit yourskincareexpert.com slash FRANZ. My skin and my life were changed by the right products and the right people. Through this course, I hope that this would also be made possible for others. Anyone who knows me knows that I love boba. After a heavy dinner? No problem. I have a second stomach for boba, and sometimes even a third. But each cup of bubble tea is definitely a guilty pleasure, given that the average cafe-made milk tea has over 100 calories per serving, over 20 grams of high glycemic sugar, and is packed with artificial flavors. I am so glad that the guilty days are over with Twirl, the world's first canned, plant-based milk tea. With only 45 to 50 calories per serving, and containing 6 to 7 grams of sugar, and low glycemic sweeteners at that, goodbye to sugar crash, Twirl is made with pea milk, the most sustainable plant-based milk on the market, regenerating the soil where it comes from. This is thanks to the fact that fair trade and organic are the names of the game, as the teas are sourced from biodiverse family farms in China, Japan, and Taiwan that practice sustainable farming techniques. No artificial flavors are ever used. Choose from three antioxidant flavors of the chocolatey Taiwan-style black milk tea, floral jasmine, and nutty hojicha. Enjoy all of these flavors, each being nitro-infused that you can feel and hear their fresh, silky, and creamy texture with each pop of the can. Let's enjoy tasty, creamy, shelf-stable, and healthy milk tea together for 10% off using the code FRANZ10. That's F-R-A-N-Z-1-0. Now available on twirlmilktea.com or Amazon. Twirl around in its goodness. Well, obviously, one of your hobbies is creating this book, this amazing new series. But for sure, residency in school still remains to be stressful, even though with you know a pastime like this. What do you do to decompress out of work or school in times when you're not writing the books? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we do spin together. Um, we also like runs. I love spending time with my family and friends, just, you know, catching up with them on the phone or getting 
outdoors, going for the hike, going to the beach. Yeah, I also do yoga. She's a certified <laughs> yoga instructor. She's like, oh, I do yoga. <laughs> yeah. You're certified. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, no, I mean, we do a lot of those things. I mean, I like we go on runs together. Um, you know, the, the beach here in Miami is like so close. So a lot of times we'll just run to the beach and then like for the mm-hmm. sunset and like look at the sunset and then like run back. It, it's like, you know. It's awesome. And yeah, we go to this like cycling classes. There's one in like South Beach and Miami mm. that's like on the rooftop of like this condo or something. And you can see the like beach in the distance and like the instructor's mm-hmm. music. It's just like such a great time. So we love fitness, like exercise things, like things that, like get our blood like moving, especially since like at the hospital, a lot of times I'm like, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm walking around, but I'm not like the most active. You know, you're sitting in front of a computer. <laughs> orders and then you walk and see the patient you like walk back so yeah things like that and like eating trying new foods here in miami we grew up in california where there's a lot of asian food especially in southern mm-hmm. california. here there's less of that um but yeah. i think like started trying different types of foods too yeah. there's a lot of food here which i think we've started to become more and more fond of so mm-hmm. yeah there's definitely a lot of things mm-hmm. we just bring um but he went to a miami heat game like like, mm. like super random man. we're just like <laughs> like StubHub or wherever we bought it yeah from. we got tickets for 15 dollars yeah we like showed up i'm sitting in our seats or like you know we didn't think you would show up but <laughs> it's so important you know just taking care of your overall wellness yeah so we our, yeah that's a great hobby we, we love yeah. <laughs> i am so jealous that oh you know there's a beach nearby i mean yeah. Come the nearest in. the nearest body of water we have here is the Hudson River. And if I dip my toes right now, I'll probably die of freezing. And also, I had a friend who visited from... They're also a resident in Florida, actually, PM&R. And I said, oh, what should we eat? And he was like, Asian food, for sure. <laughs> like, I miss Asian food from here. Actually, I've never been to Florida, actually. So I've been to Florida for like five hours because... I had a flight cancellation, so that was the only time I've ever visited Florida. It was in the airport because of a stopover. I need to visit one day, but yeah. you know, yeah, you. visit us. Come to Miami. <laughs> I will. I will for sure. But you know, we all crazy how things play out too because we're actually gonna see each other <laughs> this Saturday, Boston. Like, what are the odds, right? That'll be so fun. Yeah. That's going to be so fun because um, you're going to be at the AAD conference, right? Yeah, but he's presenting. I'm just like tagging along because, yeah, I worked because uh, usually I just get one day off a weekend, but I worked like 13 days in a row. So I worked the past weekend so that I could have this weekend off to, to go to Boston. So she's flying out tomorrow and flying out Friday after work. What, what can you say to everybody as a closing regarding your books? I guess also as a, your closing words for people who want to pursue medicine and for parents who want their kids to learn more about this amazing amazing field of helping heal and restore people right yeah i mean like i said our our goal with these books is to inspire kids from an early age spark their curiosity and learning you know even if it's one kid to look and find something interesting that they that they learn and then go out and and make an effort to learn more um, or maybe find a mentor when they're in high school and reach out to a doctor and they, they shadow and whatever mm-hmm. it is it doesn't lead them into medicine but it sparked their interest in, in learning because that's really the purpose of these books to be educational then I think we accomplished our goal and you know personally Betty and I think that it's been such a blessing and to be part of this journey towards medicine. Yes, it's a long journey. It's an arduous journey. It takes many years and there's uh, there's stress involved with medical school and exams and residency. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's, it's completely 100% worth it. And I am so grateful every day that I have this opportunity to be in medicine and work here and, and see patients and make a difference in their lives. Um, there's no more like meaningful way that I feel like I could spend the rest of my life than to improve the quality of life of others. So that's that's our hope with this, with these books, to um, to inspire others to learn and to explore their interests and maybe even pursue a career in medicine. 
That's amazing. Thank you so much for creating these books. And thank you so much for hanging out with me here. And thank you so much for being the featured causes of the rise in medical school application rates and mentions. No. <laughs> I want to thank you for, for hosting us on, on your channel. I mean, of I think it's amazing. Um, sort of this community. It's, it's crazy how social media creates, makes the world even smaller. And so yeah. if there you can build just through things like this and spreading awareness about, you know, different causes. And I think all of your podcasts, I mean, I think what you're doing with your podcast and these are, are, are incredible. I think you're able to bring together, I don't know, honestly, how you do this all working <laughs> your time job and contacting all these people. And, and it's just, it's honestly incredible. And we're super grateful. And we know how helpful this is for all of your viewers, uh, your viewers as well, in terms of learning about different yeah. matters. Thank you so much, too. I think this is what I also found in similarity with your books. And I was reading your post on Facebook was I think information is so crucial and so vital in life. I think we avoid mistakes, you know. We can enrich the lives of others and we can touch other people like even miles and miles apart. We just, you can just like one sentence of information. And uh, many times the demographics of children are one that's not really given certain information because I think there's some people who are like, oh, they can't grasp it yet, you know, but by creating it in a form that's easy to digest and that they can enjoy as well. I think it's a really nice way to cultivate learning and the love of learning and children so thank you so much for making these books and betty and brandon thank you so much for joining me here and then um, i don't have a i don't have a watch i was trying to yeah. look at how many days it is until saturday <laughs> just pretend um and i will see you in three days yeah i just three want days. to echo what brandon said like mm -hmm. thank you so your platform with us and for being here and you know i think you joke that our books will inspire the next generation of doctors but i think like your platform will you know you have an amazing like so, such great content um, such a broad reach in, in terms of the audience and the content and i think you're really inspiring the next generation of medical physicians and yeah nurses and your effects will be quicker than ours because probably yeah, <laughs> is a little bit older yeah. so yours will be in like Couple years. If ours does anything, I'll be like a decade from now. Yeah. Eighteen years. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna start a longitudinal study of <laughs> the the numbers of citations and personal statements when it comes to your books, and then we'll see in thirty years how many mentions there will be. But no, honestly, um, thank you so much for making these books, and thank you so much for sharing the space with me. We have a mission on Saturday too evangelize these books with our beloved dermatologists and i'll see you both for dinner on saturday see you on in saturday. the flesh thank yeah. you chris thank, thank, you. thank you so much for joining me good night everybody thank you good thank night you. we have now reached the end of the story thank you so much for listening to this episode of friends of france I hope you had an enjoyable adventure learning about our expert guests, their work, and why they do the things that they do. Please check out the rest of the series available on all podcast platforms. Please also consider following the podcast on the platform that you prefer. Turn on the alerts for new episodes so you don't miss new stories. And give us a rating to support the show. You can find more updates on the podcast's official Instagram at Friends of France Pod or my personal Instagram at Chris Franz. That's without the I because there is no I in team. <laughs> I'm kidding. Someone already took the username. Have a great day or night, everybody.